This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin, minus being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. What did you say? Does Alan have a handgun? Um, no, I think it's a shotgun. Is he firing it? He's not going to shoot him. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hey. Did the music fade out? Yeah. Because it just just full blast in my headphones. Good to know. Good to know. Um. Oh Got hi, that Nike swag on. What? Got that Nike swag on? Yeah, but you know where I get my Nike swag? Looking slim. I've lost. Uh, I lost twelve pounds, and by the way, I am eating really well. I'm eating better, which for me is a thing because I sit in a studio like most of the day. That's disturbing. Yeah, but I'm also intermittently fasting. I have an yeah. app on my phone, which I am actually in love with. I can't tell you how many times I've downloaded an app and I've been like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I, I pay $69 for some workout routine. And then, you know, eight minutes later I delete the app and I'm like, oh, you know, the money will run out. I'll just make sure it doesn't repeat, you know? So I just forget about them all the time, but this one's actually really cool because I like being told what to do when it comes to this kind of stuff. I like the the fact that what, Huh? I did intermittent fasting for a little bit too, and it was it was impressive because I very quickly with intermittent fasting lost my will to live. Yeah, well that 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 comes with um, uh, being bereft of 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 routine. Moving on, though, are you interested in hearing what I'm using? <laughs> this isn't an ad. If you want to look up the app, though, it's called Body Fast. And literally, it's got a widget, and I put the widget on my home screen on my phone, and it tells me... You love widgets. Tells me how I'm, I'm currently in eating mode. I can eat, get this, whatever I want for the next six hours and 36 minutes. I can eat whatever I want. And then it makes me fast from 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. So can't eat after 8. And it's, I'm in my first week of this, so it preps my body by doing this 8 to 12 fast window. I'm eating healthy anyway because I've got the meal prep meals that are being sent to my door at 6.30 a.m. every Monday. Yeah. But but I like that, that something's... Te- I don't know why I needed to have a red light, green light thing that tells me you're in a window where you can eat. But here's what's cool is in the following weeks it gets more diverse. Like it, it starts breaking down the fasting into, into different increments in the day. The nighttime fasting creeps up from 8 p.m. to noon the next day to 7 p.m. to noon and then 6 p.m. to noon. I think it tapers out at some point there, but then I think it also implements fasting throughout the day in increments. And I'm, I'm just really fascinated by it. And I want to see, I, I, there's, there's a listener that, that, that we have that's a good friend of my wife's and she's lost she lost the whole backstreet boy 
off of intermittent fasting. And so I Yeah, but like which one? Joey Fatone or Justin Timberlake? Because that's I don't know. <laughs> Justin Timberlake is in sync, first of oh, all. Oh, Joey Fatone or Lance Bass. Lance Bass. I'm going to go with Lance, although she's always clothed when I see her, so I don't know which one she's hiding under the, you know, under the the girdle. <laughs> right. So, anyway, so question for you. I, um, I have a question for you. Okay. What do you know about South Carolina? <sighs> well, I, I was there for three months. Yeah. I know that it's very humid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unpleasant, um, where I was at, it's very flat. Um, it's on the East coast. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, uh, it, it's a coastal state. Um, it's, um, not North Carolina. <laughs> good, good call. Okay. Here's a question. Have you, have you been, when was the last funeral you attended? That would be my uh, one of my uh, good friends' uh, girlfriends passed away. Okay, and at the what did you wear to the funeral? Like you don't have to tell me the exact outfit, but like what what uh, what attire did you wear to the funeral? I, I don't I don't I don't like get I don't have, I don't own a suit. Okay, I look like what somebody would wear. To church in Mayberry. Okay. <laughs> like, it's a pair of khakis and a button-up shirt. Okay, so you do own button-up shirts. Like Bruce Campbell and Burn Notice. Okay. All right. So, okay, so you do you do own button-up shirts, though? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they've got flowers on them. <clears throat> a lot of them say, like, surfs up. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> So, okay, so if let's say, let's say, coral reef, there's a shark coming out of the water on the back of it. Let's say I told you that I'm going to take, take, uh, take you and I to a sandals resort, right? And sandals resorts right. are kind of different because, you know, you, you want to look the part. So there's a lot of like those flowy, raw silk shirts that men wear when they're in right. cabanas. So where those shirts that are so thin that you can actually see where their chest hair is pushing up against the shirt. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just screaming to be wet down, you know, that kind their of shirt thing. looks like if it's flesh colored, it looks like an old lady's ver- you can see the old lady's veins in her legs, you know how they <laughs> varicose veins. <laughs> Var- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes, those. Okay, so let's say before the trip though, I say we've got to look the part. So you can we need we go to the raw silk clothing place. Right. What 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 in your mind is a reasonable price for a for a button-up shirt? $7. Okay, what's the most you would spend on a button-up shirt? $9. Would you spend $80 on a button-up shirt? Absolutely not. All right. No. Then most of my clothes come from yard sales and Walmart. Are they your own yard like sales? A few name brands clothing that I have yeah. has been given to me at like Christmas. Okay. By like family members because they feel bad because I don't have anything with sleeves on it. You asked me about my Nike apparel. Here's how I get my Nike apparel. Somebody will message me from like an old client will message me. They're like, hey, can I get 500 hats? And I'll be like, sure. 
So I'll go and order from my wholesaler 500 hats or or sometimes it'll be a smaller order. Like I just had a, a hunting company order 48, uh, 48 hats and 48 shirts. And that just might come right under the threshold for me to get free shipping from that wholesaler. So in order to put it up over the amount, I'll go shopping for myself or my family or something on the closeouts that they have at the wholesaler. And you can get name brand stuff there. So my whole wardrobe is nothing but blanks <laughs> from wholesalers, including what I'm wearing right now. The other night, I didn't realize how many um, Carhartt jackets I had been buying to to peek over into the free shipping. I opened my coat closet while my father-in-law was here because he was like, hey, could you come out and you, could you come over there and help me load a, load a couple calves into the the horse trailer. And I was like, sure, let me grab. He's standing there in my entryway. I open my coat closet and I've totally forgot that I had four brand new with tags on them, four brand new Carhartt jackets that at the store are probably a hundred, 150 bucks. He's like, what in the world? And I was like, uh, you want one? <laughs> so I just gave I some away. I cannot fathom paying $150 for any piece of clothing. But I didn't. That's the like thing. Like no piece of clothing. So I, I got, I, I would pick up a Carhartt, uh, that Carhartt jacket for $40 because I'm buying it through my wholesaler. But I'd forget I have amnesia. So it goes in the coat closet and I forget that I even have them. Um, so I think these jackasses that buy this Supreme stuff. Should also buy clown shoes. Yeah. Because that's what they look like going down the street to me. Anybody that wears like the Supreme stuff, just slip on a big pair of like size 21 <laughs> clown shoes with the onk, onk, put that nose on because you're a fucking clown, bro. Yeah. Here's a fun thing. There's a there's a guy who who teaches people how to start apparel businesses on YouTube. And he... um. He had a video the other day that that said, I've sourced the exact shirts that Supreme is using. This is where they come from. This is the manufacturing plant. This is, here's how you can Taiwan. get them. Yeah. It's just, it's all overseas. It's in Asia. Yeah. And um, he said, and if you want to get them, I mean, you minimum order quantity of 500, but they're $1.70 a piece. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how much a Supreme shirt with a crappy like screen print of the Supreme logo on it costs. I think they're like 40 bucks at least. People lined up around a block to get a, I'm not making this up, Supreme brick. Brick. Uh, yes. A brick. There was also the Supreme um, car, car jack, I think was one of them. It was just a, it was Tell a Tell me these people aren't clowns. No. Tell me, try, convince me you will not that these aren't the dumbest motherfuckers that have ever walked the face of this earth. I feel like it's something we should definitely open a dialogue about. I wish that everybody that lined up to get that brick, it was a trick and they actually just hit you in the face with a brick. Trick brick. <laughs> That'd be fun. The joke was they left the emblem on your forehead with the embossing on the brick they're definitely laughing all the way to the bank so can you guess why i'm asking you all these questions i mean 
I assume that we have a, a 911 call that we're, that we're going to get to that doesn't have anything to do with any of these questions. There is, believe it or not, a man in South Carolina, in Greenville, South Carolina, that owns a clothing store called Southern Tide. And I checked out Southern I was inspired by you. You know how you're like, Today, we're going to be talking about a farm that lived in 1831. Now, if you go there now on Google Street Map, it's a subway. You know how you always do that? I like how I started out slightly stupid, and the longer you talk, I just slowly <laughs> like de-evolutionized into a straight-up caveman. <laughs> it was just like, today, we're going to talk about... <laughs> sandwich um yeah so i did a little snooping and i went to his website where he sells clothes and all of the clothes that he sells are like expensive like 70 dollar shirts and stuff and i was like wow that's amazing anyway this guy his name is alan stevenson and he's the founder of uh, his clothing shop called southern tide he had a little kerfuffle in his hometown, not not just his hometown, yay verily in his front yard back in April of 2016. And his his wife was there with him and they had a little problem go down. And that's why I asked you about clothing. And that's why I asked you about South Carolina because I'm all about connecting them dots. Bam. It's like a rap battle I have with myself and I win every time. Okay. Do you want to hear the call? And I would like to clarify that I do. We do make sure my children have nice clothes. Yeah. But like, so I might be kind of a hypocrite, I guess. Because, but you're unabashed, bro. I've I've been at conventions where someone is peddling art pieces, like shirts that they made, like sweated and labored to make screen prints that are beautiful. You literally buy the shirt from them and then make eye contact with them whilst cutting off the sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing she, to me. She took that really well, too. She did. She put yeah. so much time into that that piece. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, but we were like, so where do you get Those into- women are so sweet. Oh, I love she, those two women. She went into like a... She went into like an antiques roadshow level, like backstory on how she sources the things and how she creates each piece. You bought it, you're yeah. like, I'll take that one. And she gives it to you, and you're just like, honk, 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 honk. And you just cut the sleeves off right in front of her. I was proud of you. I was well, also proud of her because, you know, she, like you said, she maintained composure until you were <laughs> at least earshot away. I've also got a, a, I mean, every time I run into them, we, we we get we give big hugs and everything, so I've kind of got a rapport. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. I've bought I've spent probably a thousand dollars with them at conventions. I buy something from them every time. Like that's a given. I'm gonna buy a couple of shirts from them. But like with my kids, like we make sure they have nice clothes and nice shoes and everything. But like I'm not trying to impress anybody anymore. Yeah. Like I'm married to the woman that I'm gonna die beside with cancer, and she knows what I look like naked. And she knows that there's nothing impressive under the clothing, so why should I try to put in clo- in impressive clothing on? Um, yeah, I've I feel the same way. I, like yesterday, I was getting into the shower, and I I just I was in my head. I was like, it's so weird how unattractive I feel, yet how 
natural it feels to just wander around naked in front of this lady who I can't even believe married me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't get uncomfortable when you do that in our motel room, though. I got to say, it's probably my favorite part of, of doing conventions with you. Well, because you've got, you do have a, I don't know if I've ever brought this up, massive dick up. You have, is and, that, and you, I like it when you put the little suit on it, because you've got a little suit, speaking of clothing, you've got a little suit that you put on it. Is that why you're always you making? You do a little jingle, and it always makes me giggle when you do the jingle, because... What's that? What were you saying? When we go into the hotel room, you're always like pulling the furniture away from the wall and making like the walkways between the beds and everything really tight. So we're constantly like having to brush against. Yeah, I do that intentionally. Uh, That's why you do it. And then whenever I do try to stick my ass out, I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know what I've thought about? This is off topic. So I want to bear, please bear with me for this one. I have invented in my head as something that I think would be both great and terrible. And it's what I call a proximity report. Have you ever been like walking to your seat in a movie theater or like a baseball game or a football game or something? And you've got to like do the side shuffle in front of people. Like, excuse me, sorry, sorry, excuse me, sorry, sorry, excuse me. What the proximity report is, it's a download that you get at the end of like, you could do it at the day or the month. And what it tells you is in inches, how close your genitalia or other people's genitalia were to your body at any given moment in interaction. So like when you brush, the report is generating data as you're like side shuffling in front of ladies holding beer. And so the report at that timestamp would say, your butthole was 13 inches from this lady's face. And I think it's a really fun report because you would look at it and be like, man, I was on that subway. I did not even realize one and a half inches testicle to pubic bone. And I don't even know that lady. That's fun. I can can make it weirder for you. Yeah. Public swimming pools. You're just swimming in water that's ran over 10 million strangers' buttholes. Off their ball sacks. You're putting it in your mouth. I put it in my mouth all the time. Kids, everybody's laughing. You're getting water in your pool water. We do that. We just spit it in our kids' faces and we laugh. And you just spit some 90 year old man's butthole juice right into your kids' eyes. It's you're right. And I don't even (laughs) think about it twice. And that should be a felony. Should be. But you could add that to the proximity report. Imagine if you could track water and see where it's passed through and where it's, you know, at the end, your proximity report tells you how close your junk were to other people's junk or faces and where water flowed across a woman's urethra into your mouth kind of thing. So, yeah. Okay, here's where things get fun, though. You download the proximity report and you're what you want to look for on your proximity pro- report are things where... These are the ones you got to worry about, the lines that are red, because the red lines have a negative number. Number, It's not three inches from. It's negative three inches. When it goes negative, that means. Which means I'm all in. Somebody got probed. (laughs) Something (laughs) happened. And you got to just, what you want to do is you just want to correlate those timestamps with when you confirmed that you approved the negative number. Otherwise, you should go to the police. Alan, Steve, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, we are three hours into an uncut. 
Will, we started the music for <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm excited. <laughs> I wonder if she's going to come back. I don't know what happened to him. Come back. Looking for a Marco. So, oh, there he is. He's coming back. It said fatal memory. It said error code S box fatal memory exceeded. You're still going. Yeah, all right. We're okay. We're okay. Fingers crossed. All right. Okay, so back so to back, back to the story. Here, here, things get fun. Things get fun with this. Not only he has a clothing shop, he's in South, Greenville, South Carolina. It's 2016, the heady days of 2016 when we didn't have all the problems that we have now. Of I'll pick a day. There, the problems are absolutely bananas these days, but. He he lived with his wife, Judu, right. Judu Beans Stevenson. I just realized I don't have her name anywhere on this. <laughs> just say Linda. We're going to call her Juju Beans. Juju Beans Stevenson and 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 Alan were were hanging out at their house. Want to know something fun about their house? Oh, I would love it. Okay, their house was built. To look like a German castle. Okay. So <laughs> these guys are assholes. So there's that. <laughs> okay. So that I'm gonna I'm teeing it up with that. I'll tee it up with that much information. So here we got Alan and Juju Beans, and they're in front of uh in front of uh their house. And Juju Beans is on the phone. And I can tell Jess is scrambling to try to find her first name, so I'll stop saying Juju Beans. But for right now, Juju Beans is about to call 911, and we're about to listen to it. Are you ready for me to hit play on this? Yeah. All right, here we go. Please call 911, right? Greenville 911, what's the location of your emergency? Um, 229 Altamont Road. Do you need police, fire, or EMS? Police. Police? And what's wrong? We have a a trespasser. He's on our property, and he won't leave. Do you know who the person is? No, but he's wearing... He's walking around, and I think he's either drunk or something, because he's just walking around, and we asked him to leave, and he's like making it... Is this person white, black, or Hispanic? Right. What does he have on? He has a blue, um, he has a mustache and a blue, like, uh, beanie and a big, big jacket. Big jacket? What color? What color jacket? What color what? Jacket. Um, it's like a, a black, black or navy, and he's wearing light colored jeans. I mean, he's literally just standing in our yard, like, smoking a cigarette. Alan, stop. Anyone there have a weapon? Yes, Alan does, the, the guy who owns the property. All right, can you just come inside? He's not trying to break in, is he? No. Alan, Alan, we need to go inside. This is what they're saying. Now. Let the officer handle it, okay? Okay. Okay, so the homeowner, his name is Alan. What's his last name? Stevenson. And he's wearing, this guy's wearing um, 
like a plaque. Alan! Is this a handgun? Yes. Ma'am, is this a handgun that Alan has? What did you say? Does Alan have a handgun? Um, no, I think it's a shotgun. Is he firing it? He's not going to shoot him. He shot it up into the air? Yeah. Stay on the line, please. Okay. Okay. Can you tell Alan to come inside? What's the man doing? Alan! Yes, inside! All right, so I'm going to pause it for a second. <clears throat> uh, so far, Juju Beans is hanging pretty tough on the call. She's she's given the information the 911 person has asked for. Things seem like, I don't know, you live in a castle. It's like the building that you want to have if you want to be protected from the outside world. This guy's just milling about out in the yard Smoking a cigarette, I don't, to me, so far doesn't sound all that bad. Go in your castle. That's what Super I, intimidating? Yeah, I would say just go in the castle. I would be like, hey, sir, don't want to interrupt your cigarette. You seem to be just having a nice afternoon. Um, but after you're done with the smoke there, if you don't mind, this is our property. And then if he comes at me with a gun or a knife then I'll be like, maybe I should get a gun or a knife. Yeah, right. Yeah, but so far... But just going right to shooting is is pretty ballsy. Now, I will just say this. Like, oh, I fucking hate nicotine. <laughs> Alan Stevenson's property, if you look at the aerial view of this place, there's really no way to just, like, happenstance be in his yard. It's... it's uh, it'd be sort of like saying, oh, I thought I was at a Dairy Queen, but then you happenstance to be in the middle of a state park. Just. Yeah, that's fair. You know. But uh, to be also, to counter your point, I'm looking at Alan Stevenson, and he one million percent looks like a fuck boy that would wear Supreme clothing. Well, he owns a shop where he sells $70, $70 shirts and, and more expensive shirts than that. So he's okay. got to look the part. He's got. He's trying to sell a product, and he's. He, you wouldn't buy seventy dollars shirts from him if he looked like a like. I a wouldn't mechanic. buy seventy dollars shirts. Period. You're telling me that if we if go to Gandhi came up with me with seventy dollars shirts, I would be like, no, I do not want that. You're telling me that if we're at Horror Hound Convention, and the guy that plays Freddy in episode thirteen. Jolis McTerranston comes over to you right. and is like, look, I've made this shirt by hand and I put my own picture on. I put bleach on my face and then I put my face on the shirt. And so the imprint that's on this shirt is my face bleached into the shirt. 70 bucks and it's yours. I might do it just because it would be funny seeing their face as I cut the sleeves off of it. <laughs> Fair point. So far, my favorite line in this 911 call so far is, what does he have on? And she says, a mustache. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. All right, back to the call. Here we go. But well, as no, for yeah, now, so though, this guy's just sitting here uh, on a I picture, I don't know why, in my head, a tree stump. 
Uh, just smoking a cigarette, not bothering anybody. Yeah, he's as imposing as Alice in Alice in Wonderland. I mean, right now at right. least, you know, he's just chilling. Right. I mean, granted, they probably could see him coming from literally a quarter mile away across the lawn, but still, you know. I'm immediately, though, no matter what, uh, going to say that these people are in the wrong because they live in a German castle. I was going to say, at no time am I going to be concerned about the person who has the wherewithal and capability to say, I guess my options are I should hang out here in the grass or I could go in my castle. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not so far not on. Okay, so let's continue and we'll see how, how this continues to go. Okay. Here we go. Why now? That's I what think. the police is saying. Get inside. Jess, you had something to say. Her name is Patricia. Juju beans it is. Patricia? Really? <laughs> Patricia? All right. We're going with Patricia. According to the original incident report. The- you got a hold of the original incident report? Man, I should have you work for me. Anyway. <laughs> okay, Patricia. Patricia, I don't even want to say, I'm saying it with air quotes now from now on. I'll say her name, but I'm going to say it with air quotes. Here, we'll go back to Patricia. Here we go. There it is. Just pausing again to say she actually gave me the, you know what? Somebody should do research for this show. Back to the call. Yeah. <laughs> Did Alan come into the house yet? No. Alan. What's Alan. the guy doing? Huh? What's he doing? What's, what's the man that's in your yard doing? He's walking with him. He's walking with Alan now? Yeah. Alan. Where are they walking? I'm okay, so I just put out a gun. The guy was in our yard. He just <laughs> Sam, what's he doing? <laughs> Ma'am, is he shooting the man? Yeah, he shot him. I mean, he pulled out his gun and he tried to use it. He can't. Oh my God! Ma'am, we're getting an ambulance. Oh, you're so lucky. knife out and came at me. He had his hand in his pocket and he kept getting closer and closer. And he got to be about two feet away. He pulled a knife out. He came at me with it and I shot him several times. Alright. I need you to secure your weapon. I, I did. 
Where is it now? It, it's on the ground right here. I'm standing next to it. I'm going to keep you on the phone till the deputy gets there, okay? Yeah, please, please send a deputy. I'll be waiting right here. We've got a deputy and EMS. I need you to stay on the phone. Yes, ma'am. Did he threaten you with the knife? Sir, did he make a threat with the knife? Yes, he did. He did. He pulled the knife out. He came at me like it was a stabbing motion from about two feet away. Okay. I was scared for my life, I can assure you. And before he did it, I said, all right, fine, you can stay, you can stay. Because if he kept getting closer with his hand in his pocket saying, I'm not leaving, I'm just taking a walk, I realized he was threatening just by coming up close with his hand in his pocket. I didn't know if he had a gun or a knife. And then when he produced the knife, when he produced the knife and came a few feet from me with a stabbing type motion. Okay, why didn't you come into the house, sir? Why didn't you come into the house? We I was trying to come house. into the house and he I was trying to come into the house and he placed himself between me and the way into the house. My girlfriend kept calling saying, Come into the house and I said, Okay, I'm coming. I'm just gonna stand here for a second. Did he say anything to you at all? Uh, ma'am? Did the man say anything to you? Uh, hold on, I couldn't can you please repeat it? Did the man do anything what? When he pulled the knife, did he say anything threatening to you? He said nothing. He just used, he pointed, he extended the knife towards me. He extended the knife towards me in a stabbing type motion from a few feet away and kept advancing at me. I, I, I can tell you for certain that I, I would have been stabbed if he continued to do what he was doing. You know, stepping up with a knife going. <laughs> All right, so you've laid the shotgun down. Is the man, do you know if the man is breathing? He was trying to stab me. What are you Man, sir, Alan. I tried to tell you how he got between me and the way Alan. I didn't want to do that at all. Alan. Alan. Uh, it's chaotic, but try to stay calm, okay? Do you know if the man is breathing? He's not. Do you I know what part a, of the I've body? I've shot him a bunch of times. What part of the body? It was a shot of shotgun. No, so what part of the body did you shoot him? Um, I don't know. It was just a shotgun. I just shot, 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 and then he was motionless. Can you come inside and shut the door, please? Don't go back. I did. I went inside and shut the door. I just went outside to try to answer your question. Where is the shotgun? I need to know where that is before my deputy. It's on the floor next to the front door. Is it the front door? Do you have any other weapons in your hand? I do not. Stay on the line, please. Okay. Pausing again. I'm trying so hard to, like, remain neutral in this and listen, but I just keep looking at pictures of this kid. And he just looks like the embodiment of, do you know who my father is? Well, uh, he looks like he owns a collection of Sperry's and spins, has a second business where he sells roofies to frat boys. <laughs> like, I got it. Yeah, you'll get laid with this. Don't don't worry, bro. You'll get laid. Is how I got laid in college. If you get caught, just say, do you know who my father is? <laughs> do you know who my father is? 
He does. You know, well, okay, you could look at it that way, or you could say as a, at a very young age, he looks quite entrepreneurial. <laughs> he sells $70 shirts. like this could have all been avoided. He lives in a castle. He lives in a castle. Which yes, are- I just feel like this could have all very much been avoided. What I think is interesting, um, too, though, is that she recounts a previous history where they've had previous break-ins at the castle. Like, who in town is like, hey, you know what? We should try to secretly rob a place. Which place should we rob? How about the only castle in town? The place with the moat. The place with the quarter mile. <laughs> it doesn't have a moat. The seven acre lawn. In the middle of the day. In the middle of the day. <laughs> I have to apologize to everybody, by the way. I'm not doing anything for another hour. It's 2 p.m. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what? They robbed the castle. They never, they'd never suspect us robbing a castle in the middle. Of the, it's true, too. So it's sort of a genius idea. It sounds like, like a British caper movie. But um, I also have to apologize to everybody really quick because I don't know if you'll be able to hear it in the recording. I, mean, I know I'm going to have a hard time getting rid of this noise. But uh, my wife texted me and said that um, we live near an Air Force base and they're doing routine flyovers. They keep doing routine flyovers over my house with A-10 warthogs and Apache helicopters. (laughs) So getting a little thumpy and rumbly over here. So I apologize. It's happening. Yeah, good point. What's happening. You know what's interesting? If you listened to our uncut, you'd be thinking, why are they? Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, I've seen, you know, you see a handful of A-10s flying in the sky because the Air Force base is near here. It's 30 miles away, 50 miles away, 30 or 50. But, um, but, uh, they usually go the other direction for all of their like routine flying and stuff. But today it's like they're, they're doing sorties over, over the town and that's uncomfortable. Also the Apaches don't come out very often. Like you don't see them like in formation, but they're in formation right now. Anyway. So they're right over your head. Yeah. So burying their knife into your scalp. Let me ask you this. If you're, if you're, if you're this guy and you're just smoking a cigarette on some guy's massive acreage and you're like, I'm not doing anything, brother. But then he pulls out a shotgun and he shoots a shot into the air, which we heard on the call, you know, and the lady goes, is he shooting? And she goes, he's not going to hit him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're the cigarette guy, <laughs> what, what do you do? I uh, try to look for something to defend myself. Or leave, or leave right? You're like, oh. Uh, one or the other. This- yeah, I mean, but in the process of leaving, I'm also like, okay, probably need to find something to defend myself with. Because this guy, fuck boy Freddy here, just came out in Sperry's and started shooting a shotgun. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to, to egress, but I also need to find a way to defend myself. I'm going to egress. I immediately go. I'll say I go from green to red. Yes, definitely code red, suddenly. I will egress using juju beans as a human shield is what I'm going to be doing because she could probably take a couple shots. She's up in the moat window. Yeah, <laughs> letting her down. hair down. Come up here. Lighting it's a cannonball. I don't know why he's shooting. <laughs> okay, so also this, um, 
Yeah, because another thing that doesn't make any sense is now it's very clear to Cigarette Guy that this guy has a shotgun. But according to the shooter, Mr. Sperry, <laughs> he he pulled a knife out afterwards. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That doesn't make... Oh, hey, oh, I have a joke. Why did the advertisement for the camping gear fail? Just play the advertisement off. Because it was intense. Because oh. all the ads were in the tents, and so when you went yeah. to the, the when you went to the promotion, you didn't see the discounts right. because all the ads were inside of the tents. All right, should we go back to the call? call? I just, man, I don't know. This just looks like this. This kid just looks. I think he was trying to look hard in front of this. Patricia woman. In front of Juju Beans. He, he's he got a shotgun, so he's not concerned about a, any kind of size difference or anything. Right. He's, he's a tough guy. He's wanting to be a tough guy. He's got a castle. And I don't like this kid. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, I also want to read I love guns. Mm-hmm. Big supporter of the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So you would say that you feel like this is maybe going a little bit in the unrighteous dominion like he— he is brandishing a weapon in a in 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 a way which is not necessary. As a gun I, all that, my, I, I just might be being very biased because just because I don't like how this kid looks, and I and I feel like I know him. I feel like I know a hundred different variations of this yeah. of this kid from my hometown. But he lives in a castle. Um, he definitely owns Sperry's. Um, I think this is a, a little weasel trying to look hard in front of his 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 wife. And this could have all been avoided. I just feel like this is all, I just feel like, I just feel like this is all unreasonable. This is just could have all been avoided. So, um, so here's a question for you. What do you think, um, do, do you think, do you think Juju Beans was doing everything that she possibly could to, to mitigate the situation? Or do you, do you feel like in this case where he's like, where she's like, he's not going to shoot anybody. Do you feel like, not that she's complicit, but like her level of alarm doesn't seem to be as alarmed as possible when he cranks off a shot into the air, right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. She's very, this is very Alan Stevenson behavior because she is virtually unfazed by the shooting off into the air. That's a good I'm also point. seeing pictures of him holding he's got ARs, yeah. looks like AR15s. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm seeing a Taurus, looks like even a Colt. Like a Taurus so he judge. Has, uh uh he he's got sidearms. Mm-hmm. So the way that I say if you're going to go out there at all, um for now I would say just watch and see what's going on. Put a side holster on, go out there and be like, "Hey man, like what's what's up?" You need something like what's going on instead of just boom, boom. I wear Sperry's and I've got a little dick. Please make me look tough in front of my woman. Yeah. Please walk away. I'm scary. This was a little bit maybe of a roid rage kind of moment. No, this kid has never taken steroids. What's interesting. Ever in his life. I'm looking at. What's interesting to me is that it doesn't seem like. He needed to pull the shotgun out even to level the playing field because he, he has a castle. 
So it seems like you could right. shut this shut this little party down without having to go shotgun. It honestly it reminds just me just having a sidearm on your hip. You don't even need yeah. to have it brandished. You don't need you don't need to have it out. Just walk up and be reasonable and be like, "Hey man, what's going on? Can yeah. we help you?" Right. It feels like he skipped all of the steps of being a a just a decent human being. Yes. Um. It it um, he doesn't even know that something isn't wrong right now. Right. He doesn't even know that this guy isn't having a mental health episode, and is like, he doesn't even know what's going. Like at least I don't know, dude. I just feel like we went to, from zero to one hundred fifty without any questions, all because. This guy has a micro penis. I wonder that's if what I, that's what it feels like. I wonder if it could also be argued that the guy pulled the knife out because he felt like his life was being threatened by the guy that's shooting the shotgun. Wouldn't in the you? Air. Wouldn't you? I would. I would feel like I could have probably. I would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" One minute you're smoking a palm all, and the next minute shots are ringing out. Yeah, I'm going for a knife too. Because I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm sure he was desperate to just quiet the whole scene. But I'll tell you what. In those moments when things are really escalated, uh, shutting the thing down and and gaining complete control over the situation can be very difficult. I remember one time I was at Bible camp and things were getting crazy. And... It, there was there were there was several games of forty six minutes in the closet going on, and it was getting late. It was like nine nine fifteen. Kids should be in bed at this point. Some kids are eating after dessert, which means all that's just going right into the fat stores. And you want to know how I took care of the situation? It's funny because it remi- it reminded me when this guy pulled a shotgun out that I used alliteration about a shotgun to shut down the Bible camp melee. Let me, can I, can I, can I whip a few bars at you? Can I? Yeah. Yeah. Spit some fire. All right. Here we go. You know, more hi hat in my headphones. All right. Roll a little bit of magma. Listen up my people and hear what I say about a powerful weapon that can't keep danger at bay. It's not a staff or a sling nor a sword with a gleam, but a shotgun, a tool for protection it may seem. It's a boomstick, a scattergun with a thunderous roar, a force to be reckoned with that's What's it for? It can bring down a bird or a beast with one shot or stop a foe in their tracks when they're up to no good a lot. Now, I know what you're thinking. This sounds strange to your ear. But trust me, my people, it's a tool you... <laughs> and it went on, like, for another, you know... The, yeah, the you're crowd no vanilla was, ass. The crowd was silenced. And yeah, when I finished, you could have heard a body drop. And everybody just kind of made their way back to the tents. They pulled the advertising signs out and they placed them quietly outside the tents and they got in and they went to bed. How long did you hear snickering from the tents? I already told you they had already eaten all the candy. There wasn't any snickers in the tent because they had already eaten them after dessert. So everybody's everybody's already full and the cavities are setting in. I feel like we need to get back to the call. You have like we do taken a hard left in this conversation. Snickers. Here we go. When the officer gets there, he's going to ask you to put your hands up. 
Yes, ma'am. That's and what do you have on? What color shirt and pants? I have on no shirt. I have on camouflage pajama pants. Did the man come into your yard at all, or he just stood at the edge of the yard? He was trying to stab him. Sir, sir, stay calm. Sir, stay calm, okay? You're doing good. Stay calm. I'm going to let you know when the officer pulls up. Okay. And, um... You wait for the officer to come up. He needs to secure that shotgun first. Of course. You, what does your house look like? What color? Um, it looks, it is a granite house. Granite it, house. It is it on the left castle. or right? Ma'am? Is it on the left or right? It, it's on the right. It's not on the main road. It's, it's off of the driveway. You have to go through a gate, and, and we gave the, the sheriff's department the code to get into the gate. Okay. Do you remember it offhand? I know you're excited, but do you remember the gate code? Um, it's it's more complicated than I can quickly is tell you. Is the phone number? Is the gate closed? Yeah. If, if you take a pen out, I can I can explain it. Oh. All right. We've got your gate code. You got it. Gonna enter it so the officer can get there quickly. I didn't. I didn't have any idea the guy would would come up me come up me with a knife. Is your, is your, is your residence completely fenced in? Yeah. Is your residence completely fenced in? So. Okay, so there are other ways to get in other than the gate? Correct. All right, we've just put the code in to open the gate. Okay, you said you didn't put the code in? How long does the gate stay open? Um, when you, you dial a number. I know, we've opened it. We want to make sure how long it stays open. Well, it depends. So you dial the main number, and then you dial star one six zero six one zero, I think. And then if you, if you push five, it only stays open for a few seconds. But if you press three, it, it stays open indefinitely. Hello? I'm listening. We're giving instructions to our dispatcher. Okay. But the officer's going on scene. I'm hoping that gate's going to still be open. <laughs> Can you put put your hands up, but don't go near the shotgun. Just you know. Yes, are they in the, are they through the gate yet? They're coming up there now. They said they're on scene. So when you see the officer, he's going to give you some instructions, but he needs to see you. Do they want me to come outside or wait? Wait, outside? wait for the instructions. I'm going to keep you on the phone. Okay. Yes, okay. We're going to work together. Okay. And you're right at the door where he can see you, correct? Um, I, I, could you please repeat? I couldn't hear you. You're right at the door where the officer can see you. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I am now, but I don't okay. see the officer. All right, he's coming up. I'm not sure how long your driveway is. If the gate closes again, we may have to put the code back in.
Is Patricia okay? She was very upset. She, she begged me to come inside, and I said, hold on, hold on. And finally, he started coming towards me, and I realized, well, she's right. I got to, I really do want to come inside. I can't hold this guy. I don't want to shoot this guy. I'm not, you know, I, Where, I can't hold this. Are you this. at the front door of your residence? I am right now. He's at the front door of your residence. The gun is on the floor. You're doing good. Stay on the line, okay? Okay. Okay. Believe it or not, that call continues to go on. But um, one of the one of the reasons that I wanted to let that call play out and not cut the end was, can you imagine for all parties involved? Let's just say the guy is not dead yet outside, and for the lady who's losing her mind inside the house, and for the 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 gentleman who the shooter, can you imagine how long that must have felt after the shots were fired, how long that must have felt before police arrived. Oh, and I do have some details uh, for everybody. This happened at 8.30 in the morning. So 8.30 a.m. in the morning. Um, when you said knife and when they're talking about pulling a knife, in my head, I don't know why, but I pictured something super Im- Im- intimidating like a K-bar. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those flea market knives that yeah. inbred people love to buy. The serrations on the back. They're like $6 because they're made out of like the same kind of steel that they make shelves out of. Yeah. yeah. Um, something like that. This is a pocket knife. It's a Smith & Wesson pocket knife. It's a foldable pocket knife. So we're not talking. He didn't have like a nine-foot reach. He's not wielding King Arthur's sword here. No, it's like a three, maybe three, three and a half inch blade, maybe. 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 On a good day. Yeah. The also, uh, the, the autopsy of, of Matthew Whitman, who was sh- the one that was killed, revealed that he had no drugs in his system. None whatsoever. Did the autopsy say, like, did they interview him to ask him why he was there? He was, he, no, uh, the, he, he, uh, he, he, he didn't say this, but he made no comment. See, that's weird to me. Like, why would you but be But he did there? live 1.5 miles away in a little trailer. I wonder if he could have just been traveling on his way home as a as a traveler. It's very possible because his trailer is also located in the middle of nowhere here. And it could have just been like on, a, on his way. But, I mean, he had no drugs in his system. So it's not like, oh, there's a crackhead breaking into my house. This guy was 100% sober when this happened. Happened at 8.30 in the morning. And what he pulled out was a small, like, pocket knife, that a foldable pocket knife. 8.30 in the morning. This guy, he's probably seen this guy, too. And he probably knows he lives a mile and a half away because that's the edge of his own property. Right. Oh, yeah, so a couple things kind of stood out for me a little bit. Like, did you hear this one at one point? 
um, where he— By the way, also, hold on. He wasn't sitting in their backyard when they first saw him. He was just walking up their drive, walking alongside their driveway, smoking a cigarette. And if you look at aerial photos of this house, the driveway kind of it's long. Like I would if I was walking, I would walk on this driveway. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it looks this. like a road. Your 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 house is a mile and a half away. That means that probably that means you're you're traveling a mile down a main road one way and a mile down another road and you're a walker you're walking uh um and so I might be thinking you know what I could split the difference if I just cut through this guy's yard also guess what Jess just came up breaking news breaking news from Jess hold on I need to turn on a breaking news our breaking news music. Ready? Bye, bye. Breaking news, everybody. Jess. After school? Boy, I do. I'm so hung. That was the cheese ad. That wasn't the breaking news music. That was the hanker for a hunk of cheese music. Jess just updated us, though. It was a solicitor. Maybe not. But that's breaking news. It was, Wait, this was a solicitor? Maybe not. Oh, all this shooting was justified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Op. I liked what... Um. I liked, <laughs> none taken. Uh, I liked what he said at one point, though. She's crying in the background, and you hear him say, I didn't know that would happen. You kind of well, did. So what happened with me is I, I immediately just looked at this guy and went, fuck this guy. I'm going to blame him. But I knew that I was doing that in my head. So I wanted to get more into this, read more into the story because I like to be objective. Mm-hmm. And the more I read into this, the more it does look like this is just a little, a wealthy little punk um, trying to look tough in front of his girlfriend and killing an innocent man. Well, he does whisper to Juju Beans at one point. He says, can you call my dad? <laughs> yeah. Call Daddy. Tell him we're going to need to use that card. <laughs> does he know Lori Lightfoot? <laughs> he knows the police chief. They they used to roofie girls together in college. <laughs> so so here's the situation, though. So there, as far as the law goes, there was hostility. Because of the man's presence, it was trespassing. He was not talking or defining what his purpose was or why he was present or anything like that. But uh, according to Juju Beans, uh, he saw she saw Stevenson, the victim, walk toward Allen. And then they began search circling each other, kind of like a scene out of you West mean Whitman, Side the story. victim. What you they saw you saw you said Stevenson began walking towards Alan. His name is Alan Stevenson. Uh, you mean Whitman? The yeah, victim? Whitman. Sorry. Yes. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on who you're calling the victim. She in this says case. she saw Whitman walk towards Alan. Whose name is whose name is Alan? Whose name Matthew is Matthew Whitman? Nath, Matthew Whitman yes. is the victim. Alan Stevenson is the 
the person that shot. Ah, see, but that's that's where our universe is fun because some may argue, and definitely the lawyers of Alan would argue, Alan's the victim because this was a trespasser. I bet they would. Because in, in Alan his, Stevenson, if you look at his home and what he's he's very wealthy, whereas our victim here, Matthew Whitman, is a poor person that lives in a trailer. Yep. Okay, so let's just go back to what could bring this whole house of cards down. If we're going from to the very bottom of this and saying, how did this kick off? Bottom line, to begin with, Whitman was trespassing. He also was giving no indication. I agree with that. But that's not a death sentence. It's not. It's not. But then... Unless they're in your house. If this guy was in his house and he wasted this dude, I would say, fuck him. Let him go. The guy put nine rounds in his chest, haul him off, and throw him in an unmarked grave. I'm with you on that. I am super in support of blasting somebody that enters your house without your permission. Yeah. All for it. Never feel guilty when burglars get fucking smoke checked. Never. Not once. Ever. Yeah. But if a guy's in your driveway, you don't just go out and start blasting him. Well... But, okay, but see, this is where Juju Beans says that Stevenson had his shotgun pointed at Whitman. Whitman has a knife pulled out like some weird scene out of West Side Story. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your last cigarette to your last dying day, which for Whitman was this day. The song ends. Whitman pulls the knife out. Apparently, according to Juju Beans, charges Allen. He fires several shots from about six feet away, which which you and I both know. If we're going off of uh, off of training, twenty one feet is our training distance for concealed carry. We know that anything below twenty one feet, your ability to get off accurate shots is is That's what I'm lessened. saying, dude. You know how quick you can close a six-foot gap, though? Pretty quick. Even at my size, I could close a six-foot gap in like a second. Yeah, so Whitman closes this six-foot gap. He's, he's, he's coming toward Allen. He's six feet away. Allen gets two shots off. Two of them miss. Three of them hit Whitman. That's really impressive. Five shots in in that little time. Yeah. That's very impressive. One of the shots gets him in the face. Right. So it's impressive to miss with a shotgun twice at borderline point blank range. Yeah. But you can, that's very impressive. You can also hear on the recording, you can hear several times, you can hear Alan telling the dude to leave the property, and you could hear the fi- the warning shot. Now you gotta remember where what what state are we in? We're in the state of South Carolina. Which, if we go back to our history, we know that that is where the 35 caliber junket was invented. And so they have a long history of firepower. We have to remember that. So there was evidence that was presented at trial. Forensic evidence indicated that Stevenson appeared to be moving backward as he was shooting Whitman. And Whitman was holding the knife when he was shot. He was moving backward because this bitch is 85 pounds. <laughs> and the <laughs> and the kickback on that 12-gauge was pushing him backwards. 
Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I agree with that. So the lawyer. There's just a lot that's not adding up here, dude. You missed twice at six foot with a shotgun. Maybe he's really, maybe he's really spry. Maybe he was kind of like, shuck, jive, shuck, jive. I don't care how spry you are. If you can't hit somebody at six foot with a shot, a shotgun. You know, that's like missing somebody at six foot with a grenade. I feel like that is an overgeneralization because I feel like what you're saying is he's poor, so he couldn't have the the athletic skill of of a ballerina. No, I'm saying he's poor. He's probably way more athletic because he spent a lot of time wiggling through windows. Yeah. So I'm arguing <laughs> that in that six foot gap, he's probably Bob Weave. Bob. Weave dodges two shots, catches two to the guts, one to the face. I don't know. Well, this isn't adding up to me. Op. It's not. None but here's one of the challenges up. that we have, and we've covered this before. This whole case revolves around and leans heavily on Castle Doctrine or the Stand Your Ground Law. So, which the, is ironic that it's called Castle Doctrine in a place where a castle happened to be in the yard when the shooting happened. I'm with you on that. I swear to God, if I got if I got killed by a guy in Sperry's, I would tell God to just send me to hell because I don't ever want to see him again. Can you imagine being at the front gates and they'd be like, okay, so what was the situation with your death? Yeah, so I got shot by a man in boat shoes. Uh, okay, where did this happen? In front of a castle. They'd instantly just start whipping through that book and be like, what What century are you? What? Where, where are you coming what? from? What? Coming to South Carolina. 19, 2016. Um... So Kurt the, Cobain standing by him waiting like <laughs> <laughs> can't talk because because his face is missing. Yeah, <laughs> on the gunshot. Um, so the lawyer for Stevenson said that Stevenson Allen had no duty to retreat because he was lawfully on his own property, and right. Wilkins uh, said residents have the right to defend their home if someone is attempting to enter or has entered their home. Nobody prosecuted Stephen. <sighs> Nobody prosecuted Alan. After reviewing this. Yeah, I mean, looking at pictures of this dude, I knew he was going to get prosecuted. There wasn't a chance in the hell. Yep. He, they, they said that he was legally I'm sure daddy took ground. care of things. Yep. The, the Whitman family was disappointed in the decision. Um, they released a statement expressing their severe disappointment with the decision that there wasn't even going to be a prosecution of Allen. Um, the Whitman's family also stated that, that they think that Stevenson provoked the encounter, saying there was evidence that he had aggressively initiated the confrontation. And this is where I kind of go back to that whole thing where, you know, we, we, you see a picture and somebody's trying to make a case for the, the aggressor. He was on his property. I don't know what else to say. They were talking to the cops. There was no need for any of this. If the cops are already on the way, then just wait. Go in your castle because a castle can protect you against a three-inch knife. I'm with you. I'm playing devil's advocate. This is a three-inch knife versus a three-inch dick. So the family That's what this is. The family also said they planned to pursue civil action uh, to hold him accountable for Matthew's death. Gonna be thin ice on that one because civil action 
minus all the stuff that you would have in a criminal trial, not a lot there. So the founder of Southern Tide continues to found his Southern Tide business with expensive shirts. He shoots Matthew Whitman, age 32. The grounds of his castle been closed. He's immune from prosecution due to the castle doctrine and the stand your ground law. Eh, I don't know what else to say. But I will tell you this, that I have a, I have something fun to play if you want me to play something about a camel. Okay. How about a happy ending? Yeah, do a happy ending. What's weird is that this happy ending is also about a camel. Okay. Ready for this? <laughs> is it Kathy Griffin? <laughs> <laughs> TDB. We'll find out. TDB. Here we go. Okay. Scanning 911. We need an ambulance to knock hold of you. What is the address? To knock hold of you. We're at in the zoo, ma'am. I can't understand you. We're at in the zoo. Where are you in the zoo? At the camel exhibit. Camel exhibit? Yes. Okay, just a moment. Let me let you talk with the MS. Okay. Might have got loose there at the end of the conversation with Real Metro. So just 
use caution. I'm not really sure what's going on. Copy. We're on, we're on plane. Checking it out. All right. That continues to go on. Um, I am riveted by a dispatch chitter chatter, but I know you don't like it. So I'm going to stop it there. Um, and I'll just, I will give a caveat that there was a lot more fun information to be had in that chitter chatter, but I try to respect your presence here on the show and thought I'd stop it. And I try to respect yours too. (laughs) Here's, here's something. So, uh, do you see, like, are there camels in Kentucky? Like, have you seen camels? Like, you know, You know, in Kentucky, no. Like nobody there just has camels. Cam- camels. There's some no. places around here that have camels. Like camels can live pretty much anywhere. Yeah, that's weird. Well, they they keep them because yeah, at different times of the year they'll rent the camels out for different things. Like a camel could actually be rented out to go to a birthday party and hang out, and all the kids get to pet it. And or during Christmas, the nativity scenes, you're renting your camel out left and right. It's actually quite a thing. So this isn't uncommon, but this is a zoo also. So it's super not uncommon that there would be a camel at the zoo. Come to find out, though, that the camel was actually in in where it was supposed to be. And this boy just got too close. He survived. He, he, he recovered from his injuries. However, here's a little twist. Not really a twist because it's a completely old, a different story. But just to let you know, there was another zoo, a petting zoo in Tennessee. A camel killed two men and then was still on the loose for hours. This was in 2022. These camels got to be stopped, man. Yeah. And a camel is really just, it's a horse with back problems. (laughs) It's true. It's a horse with multiple sclerosis. (laughs) That's all a camel is. Oh, or not multiple sclerosis. I'm sorry. Uh, spina bifida. Uh, spina bifida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they can be can- cantankerous animals. They are not known for their bedside manner. Uh, mm. This one in scoliosis. 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 Whatever that one was where whenever you were a kid, they would take you into the room and they would make you yeah. touch your toes and bend over and then they would rape you. Yeah, that was church. Um, this happened. <laughs> this happened in. This happened in t- t- Kentucky at Shirley Farms, South Bluff Road in Obion. So now, if you're there okay. today, if you go there right now, South Bluff Road on Obion, there is a there's a Starbucks. Starbucks. And I was just trying to do what you do with the whole road thing again. Um. Oh, I didn't really want to end it just on a big hump with with that call. I mean, we've been going for four hours now, so it kind of seems like you don't want to end it at all. But I, but I do have a voicemail. Okay, I'm a listener. And I thought we'd just end on a voicemail, and then we'll just—is it mean? We'll just ride off into the sunset. No, it's a familiar voice. We've <laughs> we've gotten a couple from this guy because he is desperate for us. To claim our podcast oh. on some podcast player somewhere. So I may just do it now just so that Denny doesn't feel like he has to 
call us anymore about it. I mean, he's it. deserved it. He did, at this point, I feel he's like earned. he sold he sold this thing so well that I need to honor his request. Okay. Help pay his, feed his family. I don't even think he makes money off of it. According to him, he doesn't make any Satoshi off of this. I had to look that up. Apparently, the thing about the player he's talking about is if I go and claim our podcast there, people can actually pay us, like tip us in Satoshi, which is a cryptocurrency, which means today they'll give us $5. Tomorrow, it'll be worth negative $5, and I'll end up owing the cryptocurrency bank probably. Yeah. But anyway, let's listen to the voicemail from Denny, our friend Denny. Here we go. Hello, the operator and Mr. Kent Chungus. This is Denny again. Uh, I'm the guy that listens to you on the Fountain app. You still haven't claimed your podcast over there, but that's either here or there. reason I'm calling is you always talk about Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, whatever that crap is. Actually, they're excellent movies. How and dare Bruce you? Campbell, but you oh, okay. never talk about Bruce Campbell's uh, superior role he played in one of the greatest TV shows ever made. The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Oh, uh, hello. I remember that. How can you fail to mention that? But anyway, another, I got a question too. Is Kent Kent's real name or is he only call him Kent because he's from Kentucky? Anyways, I'll talk to you later. Don't forget to claim your podcast over on the Fountain app. Bye. See you tomorrow. <laughs> I love this guy. I love Danny. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Ken is my real name. And I do remember the adventures of Br- Briscoe. Briscoe I, County I, Jr. I thought he was going to say Burn Notice, which was going to be super ironic because I already brought that up you before did. Bruce Campbell and Burn Notice. That's right. Uh, but I remember that show, and I remember being like nine, ten years old. It was one of those shows that would come on at like three in the morning when yeah. nothing. It was like that show and and that Kevin Sorbo um, <laughs> Hercules show. Yeah. And then a bunch so of the Briscoe, like, that, yeah. that show would come on like after Hercules and, and before Xena, <laughs> the warrior princess. Oh man. Oh, anyway, I just thought so that go was, claim this podcast. I'm going to, you know what? I, I'm going to get off of here. I'm just going to go claim the podcast. So, uh, see you tomorrow. <laughs> Danny, Hugs, everybody. Bye.